nothing against Humphrey, but, but he looks like a potato. Consistently, I think that's time to end the bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the whole bit. Is like, that oh, we're it's not, not funny anymore. It. Yeah. <laughs> Hello to the singular person listening to this podcast. Hello. I'm Taylor. I'm Sarah, and we don't have a topic today. We don't. I'm so also I don't have still fucking sick. On. I know. <laughs> it's like not that bad, but I cannot get rid of this fucking cough. I love that this is how because we we like the last. I'm I'm. It's probably gonna be like. Five episodes that yeah. we've recorded in the space of just a couple days. Yeah. It's only two, it's two days later. Yeah. It's just two days later after we recorded the first three episodes. But that means that you're still sick. I'm going to so be sick for like, like ten weeks when yeah, we this. Yeah, yeah, like in, in, in the canon of the podcast, you're gonna, in the podcast lore, you're going to be sick for like months. We should, uh, we should make a podcast wiki. <gasps> yes. Oh, we should. That would be fun. There's We're, no there's no rules about that. We can just say whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. We also, Bryce was talking to me the other day, because I think we talked about this in an episode that we posted, like, recently, but we had recorded that episode months ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and Bryce was like, oh, you guys absolutely should do a clip show episode. And we had discussed that. And I was like, that would be so fun. That would be fun. When did we discuss that? On the episode, that, like, the first part of the episode to be quarter row. Oh, you're so right. And we were talking about when, and I th- I feel like, obviously, we've already started recording this season. Yeah. So I was like, that would be a really good, like, season finale of this season. Because be it gives fun. us tons of time to, like, scrub yeah. through old episodes and, like, find really good clips and, like, ask all of our friends, yeah. like, what are your favorite bits and stuff. Oh, man. That's a lot of homework. It is a lot of homework. We can do it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. It'd be an enjoyable kind of season. I feel like that's definitely one of the things to do. Because, like, there was... When was it? There was one where we kind of, like, kind of planned the finale, and it was like, we did it. We, we made it. I guess it was right before right before I had to come on, mm-hmm. like, regularly. Yeah. Um, so that one was kind of planned as, like, a big group thing. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, like, fumbled it on planning one for last season although we did get Roe back on so that's kind yeah, of yeah we were special. gonna have like a group episode because yeah. Roe was coming into town and we were gonna do like a big group episode yeah and then the timing of it didn't work out yeah and then it's good that we didn't plan that because I was sick <laughs> so. that's right yeah it was supposed so, to be like they were here last week we tried we tried it just didn't work out which well, we'll it's good it. that it didn't work out because it wouldn't have worked out anyway yeah so it's like whatever but also but we'll plan it this time we do this every fucking time, where we pre-record episodes so early that it's like we don't really think about, like, oh, when is this going to be posted? This is going to be the last yeah. one. And so, like, we didn't even mention it. Yeah. Whatever. So, really, I mean, the how you know that we've made it as a, as a podcast is when we have dedicated, like, holiday episodes. Uh-huh. When we know far enough in advance, this one's going to be posted around Christmas, and so we actually have a Christmas episode uh-huh. rather than recording on Christmas and saying, this is our Christmas episode, and it posts in, like, June That's Yeah, that's what we did last time. <laughs> yeah. We I had guess. a Christmas episode that we recorded around Christmas, and it was, like, I don't remember when we posted that, but not, not at Christmas. Yeah, no. We were like, it's a Christmas <laughs> roast, and it was like, it's, like, 80 degrees outside. It is not Christmas. It's, like, I want to say it posted in, like, April. Probably. Because <laughs> it was the season finale of last season. Yeah. So it was definitely... The funny thing is, we pre-record... Very early. Yes, we like, do. It is Labor Day today. Yeah. And this will not be posted. We're not even, like, the podcast is going on a break after we post. We have one more episode to post that gets yep. posted, like, next Friday, I think. Yep. And after that, we're going on a break for, like, a month so that Ro can have an editing break. Because yeah. Sarah and I have already had a recording break because we pre-record really early. Yes. And by the time this episode gets posted, this is, like, what, the fourth episode of the season? 
And the season doesn't start until, like, probably mid to late October. Yeah. So it's gonna be fucking November when we post this. Yeah. This, this might be our Christmas episode. It's, see, this is the thing. It's, <laughs> we need to do, like, a Thanksgiving and a Christmas episode, like, double and feature. Like, have and, them, like, like, pretend that it's Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then post them appropriately. Yeah. We should. We should do that. It's fucking we, September. I think we're we should like, do a right, Halloween episode. Like, we should. I think we should. The next yeah. episode after this one can be a Halloween episode. There we go. We'll, it won't post on Halloween. Well, it can. It, I, yeah, that's just true. We can. <gasps> yeah. We're so smart. We can just, like, bump the lineup. It yeah. Matter. Then it'll be really confusing, because I'll be, like, sick for, like, an out-of-order amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. I'm just gonna be sick all season. It's fine. Oh, dear. All right. Well, anyway. Do you want to pick a topic? Yeah, you have the jar. I have the jar. <coughs> also, while Sarah is... Oh, we're doing ASMR. <laughs> we're now, doing ASMR. There you go. Our plan for today is that we have found this, like, ceramic townhouse... <gasps> That my parents had in their house for some reason, and they had like were getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I'll take it. That could be kind of fun." Yeah, and like we're one gonna, of those like candle ones. Yeah, it's like, like you know, like a big like ceramic. You know, you want to put like a big chachi. candle in it. Yeah, and it like you know lights up the windows or whatever. And we're gonna turn it into a haunted house. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. We've it's got all kinds fun. of craft supplies here. Do you want to pick one? Sure. I've, I've mixed. We're one. gonna pick the fucking Daniel one. It's gonna. We be, have ones yeah. in here that are like specific, like. We Prep need to have Daniel ones. on here. Oh, yeah. that's not one of the Daniel ones, I think. Is it? Oh, this is a good one. This is your idea. Patriarchal Ooh. beauty standards slash the ugly girl with one scar. Trope. Ooh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. been a while. Okay. Yeah. Remember things about that because we talked about that months ago. We and did. And we were all fired up about it then, but it's been a while since I thought about it. I feel like the best example of this trope that I know that we can both relate to mm-hmm. is. Um, there is a book, I think series. Uh, we only read one. Okay. Uh, that we read like very early on in our book club before Sarah quit. Mm-hmm. Called was it Mortal Engines? Yes. And it's kind of like steampunk esque dystopia yes. situation. There was a movie. A, there was a movie. There we was a movie about movie. it. And in the book, is she's described as having like a Phantom of the Opera esque like face marring scar yeah, like and she's been kind really of really horrible disfigurement yeah like horrible disfigurement from like an accident i don't remember what happens yeah. but like some sort of accident or something and that's like one of the tropes which is already like gross weird overdone like yeah you've been cast out of society because you have like a facial You're, scar yeah. like that's stupid and then in the movie she like <sighs> takes off she wears like a scarf to cover it she takes off the scarf and she's like one scar on her she's cheek. got one little just like it's which like from does, eye to like like chin or something which like scar. Barely does anything because the the actress is still gorgeous. Of course. And this scar does nothing but to add a little bit of interest to her face. Really, it just it's just like a little it's like a it's like a garnish because she's like the, she's like this got this perfect beautiful symmetrical face and then they're like what if we made it just like a little less symmetrical, yeah. which is really all it achieves. And it's just, but all of the other actors have to, like, look at her and be like, oh my god, the scar, she's ugly. And it's like, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And first of all, already, like, obviously people are like this in real life. But the idea that someone has some sort of, like, physical difference and they're, like, hideous oh, is yeah. so bad. It's so bad. It's so weird. It's bizarre. And then people be like, oh my god, they're hideous. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's does no one see the problem? Like, and people will say, I'm like, you really just made a character like and said with your whole chest, this person is hideous. Yeah. Because they have like a physical difference. And that you're like, yeah, that's okay. That's an okay yeah. thing to say. Because and and half the time it's because they had something like a physical difference that is like really normal to have. Like super normal to have, like, even, like, you know, like, the, the ones, and this is an older kind of thing, but, like, the ones where, um, like, in Anne of Green Gables, or, you know, like, other books in the, in the town, where the, like, the girls would be like, I can't have a freckle, I have to, you know, I have to be in the, I can't go out into the sun, or else I'll get freckles, and that'll be hideous, and it's like, it's that. Yeah, it's very weird. It's that, and it's, it's super weird, and it's just kind of, like, it, and maybe, 
I'm, I have several thoughts right now. Because on the one hand, it's like, if you want your character to be, like, <coughs> truly hideous. <laughs> I cannot ever hear anyone say that without thinking about that. And it has ruined my life. <laughs> For anyone that's no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. It's from, like, an old Bo Burnham comedy special. When the whole joke is, like, something about masturbation. He's like, oh, masturbation, yeah. on the one hand, it feels good. And then he just... That's Stops. like the end of the joke. Yeah. And it's so dumb. It's a very but dumb it's joke, very but I funny. love it. That, this is not related, but Daniel texted me earlier. I was like getting out of the car, and he texted me uh, saying, like, so the managers were, because he had to work today because it's a holiday and everybody wants barbecue. Um, but of course. He, yeah, of course. It's um, so weird that in the South we have barbecue holidays. We have several barbecue holidays. <laughs> it's like. So much so that people were, when, when I was like, yeah, but Daniel's going to have to work, they're like, he has to work on Labor Day? And I was like, it's a barbecue holiday. And they were like, oh. <laughs> like, for people who don't live in places where that's normal. Yeah. It's, like, obviously in the South we have barbecue. Like, that's a yeah. big thing. But there are certain types of holidays. Yeah. Fourth of July, Memorial Day, they're the, Labor Day. They're the patriotic holidays. The patriotic holidays. Barbecue is a patriotic food. Yes. <laughs> just don't don't question For that. For some reason it is. Do not question And that. there are barbecue holidays. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, one of the things you do is if, eat barbecue. If it's about the troops, you're going to eat barbecue. Uh-huh. And Daniel works at a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. So. And Labor Day is not really about the troops. but I don't even know what Labor Day is for. I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's for the unions. Is it? I think so. I, I think, thought it was about the war. I... <laughs> I don't remember. Truly. I just sort of assume everything's. I just know war. that I get off the. I get off work that day. <laughs> but it, while you're looking at that, uh, he he texts me and he's like, "So the manager, we're, we're trying to figure out where to put everybody. Who yeah, who needs to be on what thing?" And one of the managers said, "Okay, so we'll have two in front and two in back." And he said, "Describing your weekend." <laughs> Followed it up with a text that said, I'm really glad she thought it was funny. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I love that you can see, like, up in the, <laughs> the, like, sound waves of just, like, a whole, like, several seconds of silent laughing. I can't laugh out loud because this is not like laughing out loud. It makes me cough. Oh, no. And so I can only, like, silently laugh, and it's very funny. Oh gosh! So yeah, did you did you figure out what Labor Day's about? Yeah, it's about like workers' achievements in America. Oh, okay. So kind of the unions. Kind of, yeah. Okay. We don't know what our holidays are about. No, we are celebrating. That's actively just a holiday celebrating capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks here. It's it's pretty bad. I want month long festivals like they have in Italy. Right. That's what I want. Yeah, and like, or in France, they have like an entire month. Like July is just holiday, yeah. and everyone goes on vacation. Everyone's just gone. Close. Yeah, business. Yeah, it's great. I want that. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. But um, that's never gonna happen. So no, not for a long time. We're gonna be like eighty by the time they're like, okay, we're gonna now we're gonna pat we're gonna just everything's closed in August and we're gonna be like at the like the home with our walkers just. <laughs> just causing causing so much trouble. Causing so much trouble. Because finally closed in August. Yes. Everything's closed. And we're fucking retired and it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. We're not I don't reti- imagine. No, yeah, we'll be 80 and still working. Yeah, we're 80. We're, we're not at the home. We don't live there. We work there. We're yeah. nurses at the home. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somehow we've never... at some point gone back and got a nursing education. We got like certs or something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are we even talking about? I we started talking about this and we talked about it for 30 seconds. You said I, I have so know. many thoughts and they were all about stuff that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Okay, so here, here were the thoughts that I was kind of like torn on earlier. Because on the one hand, the whole idea that like one physical difference or one like small disfigurement could just totally ruin everything about your looks and you'd be wholly undesirable truly and objectively ugly it's like if you if that's what you want for your character if you want your character to be truly and wholly and objectively ugly 
you're going to have to do more than just a little disfigurement of the face. Yeah. Like, that's just... You're just gonna have to. Yeah, if the point is, like, they're hideous and undesirable and they've been cast out of society because of this. Like... But also, I think... I think that the idea that someone could be wholly and truly and objectively ugly is a patriarchal idea. Yeah. Because I've never seen a person that I thought was ugly until they started speaking and they were an asshole. Yeah. Like, that's... Even if you're not, like... Which I think is the idea, and this obviously comes from the idea of men, that are like, if I'm not attracted to you, you're ugly. And and your worth is tied to that. And yeah, and you are and, worth that. So if you're ugly, you're a pariah. Like you like you're just cast out because that's the only thing that you have yeah. to offer. Like the classic trope from eighties movies of like girl with glasses and ponytail uh, is so ugly and everyone's like, What a nerd and, and then she yeah, takes off no her glasses friends. and takes out her ponytail and she's like hot and it's like it's the same thing. She was always hot. And also, so everybody is hot to somebody. Yes. Everybody's type is different. Everyone's attracted to different features. Like, I'll have friends be like, look how hot this person is. And I'm like, I don't think that person is hot at all. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like, (coughs) (coughs) like, people, people with, like, physical differences, people with disabilities, people with, like, all, like, all kinds of people. Everybody has sex all the time. Yeah. Everybody gets it. Like... The only time you're not getting it is if you're an asshole. If you're just not fun to be around. And so it's like, there has to be, like... You're, you, you, you can't truly believe that being physically different or not up to the same, like, like very narrow standard is, is actually... That's not actually causing people to, to, to be totally unwanted. No. It's just not. And it's, and that's the thing that bothers me about it is that it's like in the same breath, it's like, if you want your character to be ugly, make them truly ugly. But I think that means that has to be a villain. You have to, if you want your character to be truly, truly ugly, unwantable, you have to make them the villain. They have to be an awful person. They have to be an awful person. And not a misunderstood villain. They have to be truly just miserable. Just bad. Because if they're not, and this is true in, in Mortal Engines, this is true in all of the things, the, uh, the whole idea is like, oh, well, everybody else has cast you out, but I think you're cool, and I'll fall in love with you. And it's like, so, so that person's not wholly unwantable. You like the author just doesn't want them. Like it's like that's yeah. that person is like that they have they have quality they have many attractive qualities and a scar. That's like that's it's just I think that's that's my problem with it. Yeah. It's and it's a very tired trope of like having a physical difference makes you unwantable. And the fact that if you do and someone does want you, then it's like like, this big thing that, like... Yeah, and you're, like, a charity case. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Really fucked up. It's so fucked up. The and All of the tropes tied in with that. And it's always women. It's always oh, oh, the women. It's never a man that this happens. I mean, like, obviously sometimes it does. But, like, most of the time it's women. Yeah. That's, like, you know, nerdy girl with ponytail mm-hmm. or someone with a scar or a birthmark or whatever. It's always women. And that's, like, that's such a tired fucking trope. There are so many tropes that you can use that aren't that. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, why are we still doing that? We don't know. Nobody knows. And that's a that's the other thing too. That this is like a, a kind of a related thing. Is like, like women. It's like if like if if a woman has any sort of like physical difference, any kind of like thing that's not out, not that doesn't fit the mold, she is just. She's ugly, she's unwantable, she is, she's bizarre. At, at best, she's got, like, she's just a little unique, you know? But it's not yeah. unique in, like, a fun way. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't say this to be mean to anybody, and I don't say this to be, like, I say this purely from, like, the, the standpoint of, again, like, patriarchal standards. Men... The, the bar for men is so low 
in terms of physical appearance, and like people act like the bar is like like so high and it's so unattainable and you have to be this like like super cut and it's like in in some in some situations like yes, but also have you looked at any silver screen male actor? They all look pota- like they they look like potatoes. They- well, this is like <laughs> what we talked about in one episode. Where we were like people will pick. Like, you know, white man of the month to be, like, obsessed with, like, an actor. Yeah. It's like, that, he just looks like a guy. Yeah. Also, men don't even have to be clean and people no, will, like, yeah, follow they can be, them. They can be, like, just rolling in their own shit and it's like, well, but he's not, he hasn't been mean to me yet. And it's just, <laughs> and, like, seriously, like, thinking about, like, silver screen actors, because that one, that one really weirds me out. You'll see this absolutely perfect porcelain doll of a woman, and she's playing opposite Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Humphrey, but, but he looks like a potato. <laughs> and it's just wild to me that the standard is so different, and it's like, how is this... How how are we looking at this and not seeing the the discrepancy? How are we looking at this and not seeing like something's off here? Yeah, because and I'm not I'm and I'm not saying that to be like Humphrey Bogart is ugly and irredeemable. <laughs> He's not. I'm sure he was a lovely man, or maybe he wasn't. He did live in the fifties, but. I'm not saying this to be disparaging of him. I'm saying, like, who do you think is listening to this and is like, no! Humphrey Bogart is not my favorite! <laughs> I just. I, I, feel like, I feel like I have to qualify this. Point I feel like most like, people are listening to this and they're like, who is that? <laughs> is he the pork chops and applesauce guy? No. No, that's... Well, wait, maybe he is. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I only... Okay, <laughs> truthfully, I say I only... I know him from many things, but I know him most... Most of... Most of all from Sabrina. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's... So that's a, a reference to... Well, I'm referencing an episode of The Brady Bunch. Yes. Where one of the kids is watching a show or a movie with Humphrey Bogart in it. That's right. And he's, like, trying to, like, impersonate Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. And keeps saying, like, pork chops and applesauce ain't that swell. Yeah. And it's so stupid. It's very stupid. I love that we're only making very outdated reference. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only kind of reference we know how to make. We have to have at least one person on this podcast who knows anything about modern pop culture. Well, Blake didn't want to show up at 10, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just so everyone's aware. Blake is also coming today, but I was like, do you want to show up? Like, are you coming to be on the podcast? Or do you want to even just be here? Like, Sarah's coming at 10. Are you, when are you coming? And he was like, no, no, no. I'm going to come later. That's that. too early. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, you can come whenever you want. But every time I hang out with him <laughs> and I suggest a time, because usually he wants to do stuff earlier than I do. But every time I suggest a time and he says, no, that's too early. I'll come later. He will always text me, like, maybe 15 minutes after that original time and be like, can I come over? My brother is bothering me. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I was, now I was expecting two hours from now. Yeah, so and I'm now, not ready Yeah, I'm not because ready. Because I suggested a time and you shot it down. And thankfully he lives, like, 25 minutes away, so it's like, okay, I have 25 minutes. Yeah, I have time. But yeah, so I was like, I told Sarah, I was like, I'm willing to bet anything will be in the middle the of recording. In your How is there still hair on it's, me? Whatever. Yeah, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I was like, I guarantee we'll be in the middle of recording. He's gonna text me. Can I come over? He's bothering me. Yeah. So we're just waiting on that text. Yeah. Also, Ro, you're gonna have to bleep out the name of his brother. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. You tried. Can... You. Got I tried it the first to, and then I forgot. Then... Sorry. It'll just be oh, a mystery well. to everyone. Yeah. Not. Th- that's like <laughs> the most fucking generic ass name. It's not like anyone's gonna know. No. Yeah. But... For the anonymity of Blake's brother. Because yeah. we've talked a lot of shit on Blake's brother on this podcast. You gotta, I mean, just like when my mom called and we're like, we have to do something about this. Because she hasn't consented to this. Yeah, she didn't agree to this. No. And does not know this podcast exists. No, and never will. No, If I have anything not. to say about it. Because she'd look it up. She'd try to find she it. She would look it up. My favorite thing is my mom is still uh, mystified by the idea of Spotify. She uses Amazon Music. 
Which nobody uses. No. That's like with my dad who insists on using Pandora. And I'm like, I think you can't even choose, like, what you're listening yeah. to. And I think she uses it because <laughs> they have they have a Prime account like everybody else. It's like else. free or whatever, yeah. And so it's like, oh, well, we can have it with our Prime account, and I don't want to pay an extra thing. But, like, also, you can have Spotify for free. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have, you don't to, have to pay, to pay Spotify. for Spotify. Yeah. So, but no, she's mystified by the idea of Spotify. And I'll be like... She'll be like, I was trying to find that song that you said the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, um, you know, you it's it should be easy to find. And she's like, well, it wasn't on Amazon Music, and I was like, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's because like nothing's on Amazon Music. Yeah, you can find it other places. Oh my god, even my mom knows how to use Spotify. Yeah, but but it's good because that means that number one, she doesn't know this exists, and number two, if she did find out and tried to find it, she wouldn't be able to. That's fair. Because <laughs> she doesn't understand Spotify. Exactly. Well, she'd have to know the exact name of it. I purposely made it very ungoogleable. Yeah. So. It's very, yeah. And also, even, like, the first time I tried to look it up, like, when it was first starting, the first time I, I tried to look it up on Spotify. It's it, a little hard to find. It, yeah, it didn't really come up. We're doing the opposite of search engine optimization. We're like, I don't want anyone to yeah, find this. Yeah, this is And very the people, there are, like, 15 people that are somehow listening to this that aren't our friends. Don't know how you found this. You must have a very weird impressive. algorithm. Like that's what I'm. That they have to have like some weird search search terms yes. going on. Which I mean, like obviously we're posting it online. We don't care if other people. Yeah, to no, it. like happy to have you, but like yeah, impressed, <laughs> impressed that the, you found it truly. Yeah, the primary function is for our friends to listen to it, which is why yeah. we don't care if people can find it. Yeah, because I sent it to them, so they can find it. It's a fun hobby. Yeah. But anyway, um, well, we've thoroughly, <laughs> we're thoroughly off topic. <coughs> I think we've fed that fed horse. I think we have fed the fed horse. Oh, do we want a different topic? Oh, I yeah, do yeah, have the yeah. jar topic. Okay. All right. Odds on, up again. odds on getting the Daniel topic. We have two topics in here that are for Daniel. That Daniel has requested. We need to. And we have to on. just get him to be here, but he works. He works quite a lot good. of the times that other people don't. Yes. Oh, this is a fun one we talked about the Ooh. other week. Gender expression and love languages. Oh, I love that one. We got very... A lot of the times, the topics that we, like, write down for the podcast are topics that we've just talked about yeah. in real life, and then been like, this is fun. We should talk about yeah, this on the podcast. We and we've already talked about it for, like, yeah. three hours. But it was weeks ago. It was weeks Possibly ago. months ago. It was definitely months, months ago. Months ago. So, yeah. Um, do you want to start, or do you are you getting something? I like that you said that. This is my god. I know. I was like, I don't know why I'm gonna continue with this sentence, but I'm gonna. Um, gender expression and love language. I love this one because, at least, and Wait, I'm sure actually, it's. I did want to start. Oh, you do. I have something to say. Ooh, okay. First I like of all, how you like increased your pace getting. <laughs> it's back. Like I gotta You're get like, over oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> the I the concept of like categorized specific love languages mm-hmm. was created by one man yes in this like very famous christian like marriage book oh yes so obviously already the concept of these sort of like known five lang- love languages are made up in the specific context of one guy and it's like one hetero white christian guy yeah. and that's the framework that he's working yeah on. So already there are significant limitations to these concepts. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think people even realize that because the idea of love languages is like pretty mainstream now. Yes. It was made up by that one guy. Yeah. He made them up. And it and here's something to be said for it because it's just like with any other like personality test or you know like the Enneagram or the MBTI or like all of those different things. Um The thing about it is that it is impossible to boil down really any part of the human experience into a neat, tidy little list of, like, under 20 things. Of course. It's simply impossible. Um, People try anyway, and there's a reason for it. Like, I understand the purpose behind it. Because it can be very helpful, and it has been very helpful for a lot of people to understand, you know, like, to have kind of an understanding in themselves of what their love language might be, their primary love language might be. Yeah. And so I'm, like, it's, on the one hand, like, yes, 
the the categorization of it is ridiculous and it is one man's very limited perspective but on the other hand you cannot deny that it has helped people of course that's why people come up with labels that's, for yeah and that's why it's like so oh, hang on. oh there's the text i don't know maybe like let's, just text let's me. find out oh no, you just sent me a fucking tiktok oh well that's nice of him i guess should i just thumbs down the tiktok <laughs> Without even watching it, she'd be like, "No." Yeah, I do that to him a lot. He'll send me text messages, and I'll just send a thumbs down. Ugh. But yeah, so like, it's been very helpful, but it is very limited. And one of the things that I find a lot of the time, like anytime I've heard people talk about it in like a group or something, I actually literally had a um, I was in like a small group setting where that was one of the topics being covered, and so they were like, "Let's all go around the room, and we'll introduce ourselves." And we'll say something like our like we'll we'll say our primary love language, and the primary problem that people had was like not being able to limit it to just one, yeah. Because there isn't just one. No. And most like pretty much everybody will need to experience multiple kinds of affection and intimacy in their lifetime, and that's like that's just part of the human experience. That's yeah. That's that's what that's. A, about. So you can have a primary one that you like enjoy or don't enjoy, but you're still going to need to experience that at some point. Um, and the, the the main problem people had were like, uh, I don't know, all all of them. Yeah. Like I'm I don't and so and like couldn't really pinpoint like the one that was like the to the greater degree or something like that. So anyway, there you go. Yeah, that's our, uh, that's our, like, preface to say that, first of all, the, this all started with, we were talking about how we believe that food is a love language. Yes. Especially because, first of all, we live in the South, yes. as expressed, um, and as evidenced by the fact that we have barbecue holidays. Yes. Food is a very big portion of Southern culture. Food's a big deal. Food's a big part. People have potlucks, people have barbecues. Yes. Like, Everything that's around food. And that's a very common in, like, lots of cultures where, like, food is a big portion of, like, you know, having a meal is, like, a large part of the day. And you, like, yes. you know, sit down and you, like, talk and, like, the meal is, like, a big part of it. Yes. So that's very common in a lot of cultures. So it's, like, obviously that makes sense that that would then be a love language for people. Yeah. To, like, make food for people. Or yeah. to, like, you know, have, like, host these parties and, like, to feed yeah. everyone. And, like, you and I both love feeding people yes like, it's it's a it's a fantastic feeling to be able to provide nourishment provide good tasty food for your friends and loved ones it's fun yeah and it feels good to receive that all of the famous ranch incident <laughs> this is one time this is like a, i don't know a long time ago like it's a year or two ago yeah a couple years and uh we had a party and we had ordered, like, pizza for the party. Mm-hmm. And Sarah likes ranch with her pizza, as, as a lot of people in the South do. And I was, like, you know, ordering the pizza. And, you know, you can ask for, like, the cups of, like, dip or whatever. So I'd gotten a couple of the, like, garlic cups, because I know there's, like, a couple who are like that. And then I got some ranch for Sarah. And I, Sarah went to get her pizza, and I said, oh, here, and I got you, the, like, the ranch to go with it. And she just looked at me and, like, was, like, so overcome with emotion that she was, like, didn't know what to say, and I panicked because I was, like, oh, my God, why are you, like, big reaction. why are you feeling emotional about ranch? A cup of ranch. But I was so touched because it's... It, it was it was an extra thing that you had you like not necessarily had to go out of your way for it, but it was like an extra thing to add to the cart and it was you like we hadn't seen each other in a little while and you remembered after that long like that that time that we hadn't seen each other you remembered oh she likes this so I'm going to go this extra step to get this and it was <laughs> it was very sweet I after that incident. I just perpetually keep a packet of ranch seasoning in my pantry so that I can just, like, mix up a little bit of ranch. <laughs> because nice. the funny thing was also that I gave you that ranch, and you were, like, so touched by it, and then Daniel went, do you have any more? I also like <laughs> ranch. So I was like, no, that was the only one. Was it? Sorry. Just for Sarah. I didn't know he liked ranch, too. I converted him. <coughs> he didn't like it when we met in college. It's funny, you converted me, too. I used to think that was gross. Really? But, like, if it's, especially if it's pizza that's not very good. Yeah. That bird? Is she gonna throw up on the carpet? Yeah. She's choking on us. Oh, leaf. Pepper, could you? Wow. 
It's this is becoming a horrible tradition on our podcast. Oh no! One of my cats like vomiting up a piece of that plant. I do not like how wiggly her tongue is while she's. I doing don't this. either. Are you Pepper, okay, Pepper? Could you try the tile? That's what we always do. To yeah, Peanut. she's like, let me vomit right on your carpet. Pepper, vomit on the floor over there. Anytime Peanut is gonna vomit, which is regularly. Ah, uh, damn it. Um, it's always that fucking plant. They eat that yeah. plant and then like immediately choke on it. Oh yeah, we have. So we have and. Don't nobody judge me for this, because it's not my fault. Um, we have a, a chair that's kind of like a pleather chair, and it's getting messed up, and it's starting to peel. The pieces of pleather are starting to peel, and so we try our best to like vacuum them up and pick them up and all this stuff. Um, but Peanut will periodically go around and he'll see the little pieces of pleather on the ground and think, "Oh, that's that must be food," because it's like a dark spot on the on the floor. And he's stupid. And so he eats plastic and then vomits it back up. And it's been <laughs> gosh pepper just just hurled and then the food came and she's like, oh, but that's way more important. Well, to be fair, it was literally she just, she was not really throwing up, she was coughing up a leaf. Ah. My cats, I have one of those like ponytail palm plants with like the, you know, the long stringy leaves. And my cats will eat them and, like, not chew it. So they'll throw up this, like, giant oh piece of gosh. leaf. Like, of course you choked on that. You have this, like, big old string of leaf, like, in your throat. Yeah, you choked on it. Peanut has a big wind-up to when he finally oh, throws God. up. So it's like... We're going to trigger warning this episode, I know. Too. I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but there's a, like, there's a lot of wind-up. <laughs> and so anytime we see that he's going to throw up, we're like, nope. And we scoop him. And take him to the kitchen so he'll throw up on the tile. Yeah, that's smart. Um, yeah. Because we're just... I don't know if we're hoping we're going to get our deposit back, or if we're just... If we just don't want to clean it out of the carpet. I don't, I'm not, I don't know what our uh, here, motivation here, is. Oh, I'm sorry. My purse is in her way, isn't it? That's okay. Yeah, well. There you go. Um. Oh, love. Yeah, food. Love languages. Ranch. Food, love languages, and red. Yes. I didn't know that I'd converted you as well. Yeah, especially if a pizza is bad. Yeah. Like, my parents like different kinds of pizza that I like. Yes. So a lot of times I'll get it with ranch, because it yes. kind of, like, it kinda covers masks. a lot of sins. Yeah. It's especially it's especially good with, like, real cheap pizza. Yes. Like your CC's and your Little Caesars. Yes. Yes. Speaking um, of CC's. Oh? I am still upset. This was, I don't know, 2017? Okay. <laughs> that this one time we went to a CC's in college. Okay. And Daniel made a really funny joke. And it was in the that like that like running bit that we had about the like what a t-shirt bit. Oh yes. And he made a really funny joke and nobody remembers what it is. And we remembered Ro and I remember that it was like the funniest one and no one remembers what it is. That is tragic. <coughs> Do you know, that's one of those things, too, where it's like, if you did remember, it may not be as It probably funny. wasn't even that funny. Yeah, it was probably just because, like, it was in the context of this running bit that was, like, yeah. had history to it. Yeah. But, so, that's, so, we've talked about food, yes. but one, one of the big things that we talked about before was, like, love languages are... There's there there is there's gendered expression of love. Oh, of course. There's gendered expression of love. Like I don't like most of the women that I know don't have really any problem with like uh like a lot of words of affirmation, a lot of touch, all of those things. But like men have a much harder time with those. Yes. In at least in our culture. Yes. Because they're in Western. That's what they're culture. taught to not. Like, yeah. that's gay. Yeah. For some reason, it's not gay when women do it. No. But it's gay when men do it. That's what that's yeah. what people feel like, is that, you know, men who are physically affectionate or who say, like, you know, kind, affirming things to each other, that that's, like, not masculine yeah. to do those things. And it's really interesting because then out of that, you get the you get these love languages that are, like, that do not fall into the big five or whatever, which, honestly, is it's weird to me that... That there's nothing to do with them because they're so prevalent. But like because men have such a hard time genuinely expressing affection with words or with touch, that's when you get love languages like 
ribbing each other and sarcasm and like kind of being like an asshole. But like it, you're, it, but everybody knows that you're not really being an asshole, and it's just because it's between friends, and that's what makes it funny, and therefore it is a form of intimacy. Yeah, and that's wild to me. That is that is that is my pot love life. <laughs> <laughs> because, like many men, mm-hmm. I am not as comfortable with things like words of affirmation. Like I just that's like I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, like, physical touch is, like, very specific for yes. me in terms of, like, what I'm comfortable with. Um, because my brain doesn't work. And so that is, like, you know, an easier way to express, like, that's just the way that I communicate. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I also think that there's a lot of, like, neurodivergent love languages. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of them. And I think it's also interesting that oftentimes parallel play is, like, a very common neurodivergent love language, mm-hmm. which is the concept that, like, when you and another person are existing in the same space, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, say your partner really likes video games, they're playing a video game, and then you're there and you're, uh, you know, like, doing a craft or whatever, like, near them, and maybe you'll, like, sometimes exchange some words about the activity that you're doing. Yeah. But mostly it's just we're enjoying separate things that we both like. Just in the near same each space. other, in the yeah. same space. And that's very common for neurodivergent people because it can be difficult to communicate in the ways of other love languages. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't, like, it can be overstimulating to, like, constantly be doing all these activities. And so just kind of sitting quietly near someone, like, can be an act of intimacy. Like, I don't do that with a lot of people because it's awkward. Right. There are very few people that I'm close enough with that it's okay to do that and it doesn't feel awkward. Yeah. That's actually one of those where, so for me, because it's like, I understand... I understand what it can be for other people. For me, it is not as much a form of intimacy. And that's something that uh, caused one of the very first, like, disagreements in Daniel and I's relationship. Because I I was telling him, I was like, I just, I want to hang out more. Like, I want to, like, I just, I feel like I'm not spending a lot of quality time with you. And he was like, we've been together all day. And I was like, we've been like we've been near each other. near each other doing separate things not talking all day. Yeah, that's definitely not a substitute for like yeah, quality time. Yeah, and that's the thing is like to, but to him that was quality time. That's what that meant. Mm-hmm. And he did not understand like the more general general definition of quality time. He thought that it was quality time if you didn't talk. Yeah, I mean, he thought it was if you're if you're spending time near each other, he thought that was quality time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no. Like, no, that's definitely a different thing. <laughs> that's a different thing. And it's fine. But, like, sometimes I want to, like, go and do something with you. Or, like, have a conversation. <laughs> Crazy that you would want to do that. I know. But, yeah. But it's, but really it's, and it, I think it, I think a lot of it stems from, like, you know, how his family interacted. Like, there were definitely some issues there. But I think a lot of it also stems from men express things differently there are there are expressions and things like expressions of affection that are just not available to men culturally it was like i saw i heard somebody uh recently describe it and i'm sure this is not a new thing but like women do more face-to-face friendship men do shoulder-to-shoulder friendship Mm -hmm. and so and it's and it's true and it like it shows in the way that they express express affection and intimacy is like men will sit in the same room and like play a video game and really not talk to each other about anything except for maybe the video game and they're sitting shoulder to shoulder they're not looking at each other they're not really engaging with each other but they are doing something together yeah um and and that is the way that they show affection that's the way they hang out together that's their quality time and so yeah for daniel and i to sit shoulder to shoulder doing separate things he was like yeah of course he's gonna think that's quality time because that's the kind of quality time that's been available to him yeah uh versus women do like face to face they do conversations and like you know they'll go they'll go out for coffee and sit across the table from each other so they can see each other um men don't do that yeah and it's I think, and it's interesting because there's a, a, a very interesting intersection to me between, like, very awful, stereotypical, like, specifically kind of southern United States, 
ideas of, you know, feminine and masculine behaviors. Mm. And men should not engage in feminine behaviors because that's bad. Yes. Because being feminine is bad and being feminine is equated to being gay. Yes. <laughs> Which were two already very, like, fundamentally problematic beliefs. Yes. But there's also the interesting intersection of the culture that we grew up in, which is, like, Southern fundamentalist Christianity. Yeah. Where there is a weird dichotomy of, like, you should not, you have to be careful who you have intimate relationships with. Because any sort of intimate relationship, and I don't mean physically intimate, I mean, like, emotionally intimate. Yeah. Is a replacement for the intimate relationship you ought to have with your spouse. And so, you, like, you know... Uh, we have a person in our lives that has expressed to me at some point, I don't think this person believes this anymore, expressed to me at some point that they believe that there was a limitation, like a cap, on how, you know, much they could tell a woman about their lives, mm-hmm. how, like, deep of a conversation they could have with women, because that was in some way taking something away from their future wife. And there's this concept of, like, you know, and so, like, it's weird because men are, like, told not to be, like, you know, deep or too close to each other or too intimate because that's feminine and gay. Yeah. But also, the only people you're allowed to be that way with, unless it's your wife, and even then, not really. Yeah. Because that's, like, weak behavior to be, yeah. like, super... Because you can't be the, the head of the household if... And be vulnerable. Yeah. Because, she, that you're like, if you're vulnerable, your wife is going to see weakness and <laughs> she's not going to respect you. Yeah. So the only people you can really be intimate with are other men. But, like, not in a gay way. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. How how do you win? You don't. You don't. Is the thing. So men have no idea how you to absolutely be don't. vulnerable and communicative and open because you're not allowed to be yeah. with anyone. I've been seeing a lot of things recently talking about the epidemic of loneliness in men. And I'm like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Because men cannot win. They just, they can't. Any, any relationship that is, that they want, that they're trying to make into a deeper relationship or a more fulfilling relationship, they're going to lose in some way. Whether that is, they're going to lose, um, they're going to lose standing with their friends because, uh, you're, you're getting awfully chummy with this girl and like, how wh- how have you not just banged her yet? And like you like you're you're what you just want to talk? You just want to talk like a pussy? That's what you want to do? You just want to talk? Yeah. Or if you if you have like a very close male friendship, it's oh that's gay. Like oh my gosh, like gay, like it's there's and it's it's it, it, there is a constant pressure of like you you will be outed from the group. You will be you will be shunted out of the group. Yeah. You will lose all of your friendships. You will lose all of the other connections you have if one of them becomes too deep. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's funny because, you know, when people start talking about feminism, men yeah. get very sensitive. They do. Most men get very men are, sensitive. Men are very and sensitive. And then they go, always go on the, men are oppressed too. I feel like I have to be the provider for my family and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, patriarchy's yeah. hurting you too. This is yeah. the patriarchy. And That's this whole idea of like, Inherently, the belief comes down to exhibiting feminine and womanly traits is bad because that's lesser than. Yes. And so in, then you feel like you're not allowed to exhibit any feminine or womanly traits. And by the way, communication, not a feminine trait. No. That's just a, a healthy just behavior. A, it's just a human thing. But people love to, like, label that. Yeah. And so... This is the, a very good example of the way that patriarchy hurts men, too. Yeah. Is that it's like, they can't feel, they don't feel like they can have any good friends because it's like, you can't talk about, like, intimate things with your bros because that's, like, gay. Yeah. And you can't talk about intimate things with women because you can't be, like, too vulnerable or you're not yeah. manly enough. Yeah. And so it's like, you're just lonely and sad. And it's so, it's Pepper, so upsetting. What the fuck? She, she's going to town on those... Craft supplies. She's like really into that. And there's like a basket of craft supplies, and my cat is like all the way she's in. Like, let me see. But that's a thing. Um, she's like so precariously balanced on that thing. She, oh my cats gosh. are so funny. They really are. But that's the thing. No, I lost it. Too much cat. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thing. <coughs> I had a thing. Hmm. Something 
talking about patriarchy in the way it Definitely something about patriarchy. Oh, I I don't know if this was gonna what I was gonna say, but like <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right though, because like you'll you'll get to talking about feminism and they'll be like, but men suffer too, and it's like, yeah, I know, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. You're suffering under patriarchy. You, like like w- when a woman says, I don't want to feel obligated to a man, so I don't let him pay on our first date or any date, and the man comes back and says, but I feel like I have to pay on our date. Th- that's the same problem. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, that's. And so I'm telling you, don't, <coughs> please don't pay on our date. Please don't feel like you have to pay on our date because I don't want to feel like you're going to pressure me into sex and you don't want to feel like you have to spend your money on me. So let's just cut, let's just cut the crap. Let's just not do that. Yeah. Let's just skip the middleman, and I can pay for my food and you don't have to feel bad about that. That's, that's, the, you're both mad at the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we lost so much sleep. Oh, here's Blake again. Ooh, what did he say? Let's see. I love the fingers. I don't know what that's for. I don't know. Okay. Those are my lesbian fingers. It was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to make another podcast cover with the Do lesbian love fingers it? on it. It's like a Boy Scout thing. <laughs> Oh dear. He's asking if we're still recording, and I'm trying to decide if he's gonna burst through the door. Well, I think he's trying to wait until we're done. Uh, I'm like, you don't have to wait until I told you you could be on it if you yeah. want, or just lay on the floor like you did last time. Yeah. There was I don't remember which episode. There was one episode where he wasn't technically on it. He showed up in the middle of the episode and then laid on the floor for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I don't remember what episode that was when we were recording. I would just I w- I could easily expect either for him to like wait until we're done and like trying to be like nice but I I would I would be <coughs> I would be just as ready to accept that he was like are they still recording because I'm going to make a grand entrance. Yeah, he's like standing outside he's the door like, are they like, through the door. I think he's trying to be respectful. That's nice of him. What a fresh change. I know. Oh. He's also my apartment. Oh yeah, he's he's fully here. All right. Well, perhaps we can end it here. I, we should, because he's, he's in the parking lot of part, my apartment asking if we want to go get tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I also specifically told Sarah, I told Blake, hey, you have to tell me when you leave, just so that, like, you know, if you're going to come in the door, we can, like, pause it, and there's not, like, this loud interruption. Yeah, so we have, like, episode. A- and he's in the fucking parking lot, and it was like, are you still recording? Oh, my God. He did not tell me that he was leaving. And no. did not tell ever tell me what time he was coming. Did over. not follow the instructions. No, dear me. All right. Well, I suppose we should end it since apparently yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna go, get go and tea. get tea, and then we'll come back and record <laughs> another episode with Blake in it. Apparently, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, and we're sorry. <laughs> oh, no, not ah. the cough. <laughs>